0: Two five six seventeen twenty nine. 1729 And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show.
1: What's up, kids? Bing is for doing. We're here doing another after show for The New Normal, Season 1, Episode 5, titled Nanogasm. It's a good one, you guys. I'm your host, AJ Gibson. My co-hosts are all missing tonight. Uh, they're all elsewhere. Uh, working, but I've got a stand-in. One of the uh, one of our fellow After Buzzers, uh, Kathy Kelly. I yeah. almost said Kelly Kathy. I know Kathy it's, Kelly. It's
2: confusing with two first names. Also a big fan. <laughs> We've
1: got celebrity uh, super fan in here tonight, uh, Ralph Cole Jr. How, How are, are you? Are yes. So happy to have you. And we're going to talk about some of your other uh, w- what what you've got coming up and some projects you've got in the works and some stuff coming out this year uh, at the end of the episode. So you guys make sure you stick around for that. Um, but first, we're going to get into the episode. Okay. Uh, I, I love the title. Nanogasm. Yeah, yeah,
0: genius. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Ryan Murphy. This is so classic. This episode is another classic Ryan Murphy episode, um, and it, it kind of runs the gamut of what we've seen this season so far. The, the show is out there, mm-hmm. um, love it or leave it. It kind of hits you over the head with a lot of these these issues. Um, and tonight they delve into the character, to Ellen Barkin's character, a little more, uh, which is kind of interesting to yeah. see. The evolution of this this highly Republican uh, woman in the latter years of her life, exactly, and and what what her struggles are, and and why she is who she is.
2: She's finally breaking out of her shell.
1: Yeah, which is kind of, kind of cool to see, right?
3: Yeah, it was nice to see, and she's showing some vulnerability. This yes. episode let her see some vulnerability that we haven't seen exactly. Yes, which, up is, to now.
1: which has been, I think, uh, definitely a critique of mine with the show. Um, the show is great for one-liners. There are a lot of hysterical moments in the show. More so when Nini Leakes is on, I think, if she wasn't here tonight. Mm-hmm. Which makes me kind of sad. Um, but it's nice to see... The moments where the characters get to come out a little bit. Yeah. And I love that. So we're gonna talk about that in just a moment. But first, this episode um, David's mother comes. Uh, the the mother-in-law of Brian. She comes in for a visit. Frances, is her name, correct? Frances or Francine? It's Frances, played by Jackie Hoffman. Yes, yes, yes. And you know of her how? I knew of her from New York City days,
3: and she's a wonderful comedian and a wonderful comic actress, and she has that very distinct look. Mm -hmm. So when she came on screen tonight, it was nice to see, oh, wow, Jackie Hoffman is
1: back, and what great casting. Oh, perfect. She, I mean... The crazy Jewish mother. I, I mean, know. Perfect cat. Totally
3: gregarious, <laughs> and that she happens to be a four-star chef. Yeah,
1: you know that was just a nice touch. And I like that you said you mentioned that actually because Brian uh, Brian has issues with her. Right. Um. And and. Uh, he kind of brings it up. He says, I feel like your mom always tries to outdo me. Mm-hmm. And I love the flashback scene to the Christmas a couple of years back where he had made like this beautiful roast turkey for all their friends and family. And then she comes out with like, a, I would say souffle, but it was something. She lit something cream, on fire. It was cream
3: brulee. Yeah, yeah. something. She, she lit fire. It on and then,
2: fire. And, yeah. and then as
1: David says
3: later in the episode, well, you know, there was fire, which like, is always exciting. <laughs> it is always <laughs> exciting. <laughs> it's always a showstopper. A show That's pleaser. how I feel
2: when I make bananas foster. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: You make bananas
3: foster? Yes, I do. Oh, Kathy oh, Kelly of now? Yeah, you
2: light it on fire, but then all the guests love it. And that's oh wait, like, it was, in the was
3: show. it flambe? Does flambe mean fire? Maybe that's yeah. Right. That, yeah. Maybe
1: that's the style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's how, and it looks like that's what she did in this episode, which is funny. In
3: yeah. the yes. nice little dinner cart.
1: I like how I think <laughs> we're, we're like a cooking show now. <laughs> um, but no, you, you find out very quickly when she comes to town that she and Brian they don't really they clash. Yeah, yeah, they cr- they clash and. Brian's character so far has been um, a little – it comes across a little shallow. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's more to it um, anytime, and and I think – I think I – I can speak for myself, I have a lot of gay friends that are like him. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of have that sassy attitude about them where they, I think it kind of keeps people away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm starting to understand, I think that's what his character, that's how he kind mm-hmm. of is. And you see it a little bit in this episode. What do you guys think about the the two of the, the Francis and Brian? I feel dynamic.
2: like they're good, a good yin-yang. Like, they balance out each other and We've seen this in a lot of recent um, shows that have gay couples in them. There's, like, the the manly guy, and then there's the more flamboyant guy. And I feel like even going further, their personalities are just... They're dynamic, but they also work well together.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's also very interesting that uh, the writers decided to show uh, David and his mother Frances having such a strong relationship mm-hmm. where David is the the butch one in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of true. That happens a lot. I have a lot of friends who it, – it's weird. It's weird. For me personally when I came out, my parents was like, they're okay with that. Mm -hmm. But then they want you to at least be like the manly gay. It's like they start to concede a little bit, but they don't want to concede too much. Exactly. And it's interesting how Ryan Murphy decided to write that into the show. David's still kind of a butch kind of Mm -hmm. football-watching, beer-drinking gay man, whereas Brian, not so much. And Brian doesn't have a relationship with his family, we find out. Exactly. Um, It's interesting.
3: Well, I think it – and maybe what Ryan was thinking to draw viewers in the middle America – as, as much as this perpetuates the stereotype, we do need that one Butch and the one flamboyant mm-hmm. to draw a medical America so they'll have something to relate to. Yeah,
1: it's the Will and the Jack. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
3: it's exactly. If you have two Davids, mm-hmm. it's. Can still be compelling, but for Middle America, there's not the differentiation of like, well, are they gay? Well, which one is which? Well, who plays the woman? This one here is a. Li- it's more clear cut, yeah. and I think it's more accessible yeah. for more people, and that's why it's designed that way. It's, yeah.
1: it's so odd because I have such, such mixed emotions about it. Um, because I, I, I hate that. I hate that there has to be that. I understand mm-hmm. why they're doing it. Right. I hate that. Because for people who don't know and for people who don't have a lot of gay friends or family, uh, gay men run the gamut, Mm -hmm. just like anyone. Mm -hmm. There's such extremes in every variation in society, just as there are in the gay community. And it's just a little expected to me. It's still
2: stereotypical. Yes,
1: but I'm trying, trying really hard to watch this show through the spectrum, through the eyes of somebody from the Midwest Mm -hmm. where I grew up. Um, because living well, out you're here from Ohio I'm from Ohio, yeah, where the show actually started, um, where Goldie's character's from. But so I get it. I get it, but it's having lived in LA now in West Hollywood for five years, mm-hmm. um, I get a little bit frustrated with the show. Yeah. Um, but I, I like that these characters are starting to, they're, we're starting to see why they are the way they are. By bringing David's mother into the picture, mm-hmm. we start to see why he is the way he is and we start to see why Brian reacts to her the way that he does because it's not a good reaction. Um.
2: David's mother is almost like how you were describing before, um, how she's okay with him being gay, but she also wants him to kind of, like, wear the pants in the relationship, mm-hmm. and she was so happy when he said that the baby was, was
3: his. Thank God yeah. it's our child, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, was her reaction. Yeah, I mean, what I wanted to say about Brian's character, it's interesting in the pilot, you know, we were talking about exposing vulnerabilities or having real moments. In the pilot... It was lay it was it was twofold. Brian sees the baby and he 's at Barney 's and he sees the baby in the stroller, but there was a really nice moment when tears welled up in his eyes when he looked at that little baby and the little baby was cooing to him, and that moment right there was such a nice real moment. It goes back to fantasy land when he gets home and is saying to David, look what I got. Oh, God, I want one of those. Then it becomes superficial again. And it's like, really? The yeah. baby's an
2: accessory. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, and then in this week's episode, the fifth episode, I saw a nice vulnerability with Brian after he had the interaction with Jackie Hoffman's character. Mm-hmm. And that they had that really great interchange in the kitchen. And it was great because... They were trying to one-up each other, but it concluded with, wow. Yeah. And and Jackie's character actually won, if yeah. you're going to say win or lose, mm-hmm. the debate type of thing, because Brian does call his mother at the
1: end. Yeah, I think it's interesting because that scene you're speaking of when they're in the kitchen and mm-hmm. finally Francis is like, listen, Brian, let's just have it out. Mm-hmm. Let's quit tiptoeing around. It's interesting because up to that point, you weren't, you weren't really sure that she – knew that was going on Mm -hmm. she kind of avoided it whereas Brian tried to talk to David a couple of different times and he's like look your mom just acts like I don't exist Mm -hmm. she disrespects me um she wanted the baby to be yours and Goldie's Mm -hmm. um it's just rude and it was nice to see them finally kind of have it out Mm -hmm. um because the funniest thing about <laughs> debates, um, or this one in particular, they both wanted the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They both, regardless of anything else, they want to come together for the sake of David mm-hmm. and for yeah. this baby. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's the central that, – that's the driving force in the show is this baby mm-hmm. that's, you know – They're
2: on the same team. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's interesting how that, how that works. Yeah. A baby can change a lot of things. Well,
3: God, you know, speaking of the debates and just making an analogy of it, it's like the different parties, mm-hmm. um, political parties. Of course. We're all human beings, mm-hmm. and we all want the same thing. We all
2: want the best for America. The,
3: the best for America, the best for our families, the best for our children. Mm-hmm. It's just unfortunate how we all have the different groups yeah. go about getting that.
2: Yeah. Well, they they both want to do it um, themselves because they feel like they have the best way to go about doing exactly.
3: it. Exactly. Yeah. And... and Ellen Barkin's character felt that she always had the best way. Like she says, how can I have these great political views and race relation
1: um, expertise but yet don't
3: have a clue about my own personal life?
1: Which is kind of an ironic statement to make because (laughs) maybe I'll give her the political thing because I'm I'm, I'm very Democrat but I I can understand that she's very passionately Republican and that's fantastic. I love an honest – like not honest because there's no honesty coming out of her. But no, just kidding. No, I love a good healthy debate because there's there's never one way to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. Um, when she made the race relations comment, I'm like, you made so many racist comments throughout this season. Like that to me was just irony. Yeah, right. Um, but I do appreciate that she feels very passionately about what she feels because I I may feel one way um, on an issue, but. That doesn't mean I think it's the only way to feel mm-hmm. and I can respect somebody who feels differently as long as they know why. Mm-hmm. I get frustrated when people spew whatever it is about politics or about, or about uh, gay relations and they can just spew all this hatred but have no reason – no way to back it up. Right. That I cannot respect. Um, and So I, I, I do respect her character because for whether I believe her beliefs or not, it doesn't matter. She believes them, and she knows exactly why she does, and I like that about her. Um, and I do like that that uh, I like that she got to interact a little bit with Francis this episode as well. Yeah. Oh,
3: that was very important. Oh yeah, that they interacted because now watching this episode tonight, I can see how this new character, Jackie's character, which she'll probably recur, mm-hmm. she was the leveler. Mm-hmm. She took down "quote unquote" Brian's character, and she took down "quote unquote." Ellen's character, mm-hmm. yeah. because both Brian and Jane's characters both had a realization mm-hmm. and and an approach to start a change in their own life yeah. based on what Jackie Hoffman's character said.
1: And it's interesting how bringing a new character into the show could really change the dynamic of yeah. these, these actors or these characters. Because before, where you know Brian and um, Nana, they're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum. Something like this could pull them together. Exactly. Francis coming at them from a different angle now. Francis and David. Now mm-hmm. that could kind of create a new relationship with Brian and and, uh, Nana.
2: And I thought it was so interesting how similar um, Francis and Nana were. Mm -hmm. They had, while they are so dissimilar, um, just because they're – weird people yeah i mean like they have the common background of having husbands who did cheat on them or didn't mm-hmm. love them and- well and
1: i think that's that and that's that's one of the <laughs> the show tries so hard to make so many political and social statements every episode <laughs> um and i feel like they fail a lot but the, that's one of the moments where i feel like they got it right mm-hmm. a little bit more subtle you don't have to come out and be like Look, we're going to show you a Republican and a Democrat who are completely different but have similarities. Mm-hmm. They don't have to spell it out. Mm-hmm. We get it. You get it in the moments where they're sitting on the bench next to each other and they just kind of like, oh, I was cheating on – oh, so was I. Right. OK. And they just kind of look at each other, give each other a glance. And in that moment, they understand each other.
3: Right. And in that moment, Ellen was um, – in that park scene – Ellen became girl like when she says to uh, Jackie's character, Well, you know, I did meet a man last night. And yeah. you know, and, and, she's <laughs> just, and
1: then she's like, But that's all I'm gonna reveal. Yeah, or yeah, whatever. Right. And, yeah. and
3: that was because she's never like that. She's always so stoic. Mm-hmm. And you know and Jackie Hoffman, I loved her character, it's like, Okay, you got a tight little butt, I'm sure you're getting some. Mm-hmm. You know, and which is a nice compliment, of course, Jane's character, Ellen Barkin's character, would love to hear of that. Course. But in actuality, actually I'm not. Yeah. You know, because I'm so cold and stoic, you know, I haven't let any Buddy, and I love Jackie's line going, "Yeah, don't let it get like an elbow down there." You know?
1: Oh yeah, the, how yeah. hideous was that? That's embarrassing. <laughs> an elbow? Yeah. I just assumed that's was down there. I don't even know what's down there. <laughs> an elbow?
0: Well, like I, <laughs> it's not. I, no. I, well,
3: you've been stagnant a long time. If it has turned into an elbow, but I love when Ellen Barkin's character is like, "No, I am not
1: letting another woman touch my vagina. I don't even touch my own vagina." You know, yeah. which I thought is a little revealing right there because it's like, really, which is so true though and that i love that line i'm glad you brought that up i love that line because conservative women, women in general they tend especially the generations before they yeah. tend to be that way that's why like the vagina monologues was such a huge hit because it was something like oh my god people are talking about their vagina i remember i remember when I, that was coming out and that, there was an episode of what was it Sex it was in a- the city no, it was like it was like a talk show or something, and – um or what was the – where they said to take the, the mirror and look at your vagina. Was that Sex and the City? Well, there
3: was an episode when Charlotte had never looked at her yes. vagina, and yeah. they said, take the mirror and look at it, and then she's doing that thing in her bedroom, and then she topples over onto the floor because yeah. she convoluted into such a position. I
2: mean, they think it's so taboo, mm-hmm. almost.
1: I have a feeling – like, I can't imagine that, like, any women in my family have ever – like, I don't, I, I don't even want to think about it, but I can't imagine. I come from a pretty conservative family yeah. growing up. Yeah. Um.
2: Maybe they just don't talk about it.
1: I don't know. I just don't. At,
3: just as a man and as a human, I don't know how you can get through life without touching a certain body part
1: yeah. of yours. I just don't understand I can hardly it. get through a Tuesday without doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, to be honest. Well, I
3: think you kind of want to do it now. Yeah, at, I am. I, maybe I, yeah. I am. Actually, I'm doing it right three now. three okay. Well, the thing about vagina, okay, the Charlotte mm-hmm. incident on Sex and the City, and now with the show Two Broke Girls. Mm-hmm. And when I first watched that show, it was like, wow, they've said vagina like every oh, yeah. other word. Yeah. 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 And then on last night's episode, even the lead girl, the brunette girl, who always says vagina, got a little turned off by saying it because one of her customers said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it became too like, well, now everyone is saying it. It's yeah. not special yeah. anymore.
1: Well, the vagina was pretty special tonight. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: I was thinking in this episode, it was really reminiscent of, um, if you guys ever watched Desperate Housewives mm-hmm. when Brie Vandekamp had never very, had an right. orgasm before. Very much so. Exactly. Again,
1: and, and again, that whole, like, conservative, stoic, yeah, conservative Republican. Republican sort of well, thing. Well, that's
3: a good point, Kathy, because why is Ellen Barkin's character Going to a doctor to find out. I need to know what the sensation was. Really? Wait, have she, you thought never?
1: Was, she thought it was a stroke.
3: She, she thought she had a petite mild stroke. And, and they l-
2: had almost the exact scene. In Desperate Housewives, right. too funny. Yeah. that
1: is really funny. Well, and it, I love how she didn't want to go to David either. Right? She's like, I want another. Like well, you said, like you another. Do you want to go
2: to someone who's somewhat related to, to you, you, or someone who could tell? Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. your family, your he's friends. A,
1: he's a doctor. He can't say a word.
2: <laughs> but
3: I can understand her uncomfortability. But then yeah. she brings up her racism when he he named a doctor an Indian name, and she was like, "Please, no snake charmers." You know, yeah. he, you know, her racism had to get zinged in there.
1: And then she made a comment about healthcare too. Her HMO only wanted to send her to doctors. <laughs> Ohio. Ohio, so it's yeah. another jab at Obamacare yeah. and everything right, else. Right,
3: I mean, they really, in this week's episode and last week, they really hit it hard with, mm-hmm. you know, last week was all about Romney, the black Republican. Oh, too I, much. Uh, you know, Obama, Nene, and the brother were at odds because she's clearly Democratic and he's Republican. Yeah. And then his answer was, it's not about the race, it's about the issues. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going for, and that was his
1: reason for that. It was just... Which I'm glad you brought that up, I want to take a quick second to say, you guys, it is about the issues. Tomorrow night's the first uh, presidential debate. So whoever it is you support, watch the debate, educate yourself, and make sure you guys vote this fall. But really quickly, I also want to uh, thank all of our iTunes listeners. I want to thank you guys for tuning in every week and for making our show what it is. We're doing really well so far, and we're getting a lot of great ratings. We expect more and more from you guys, and we appreciate them. But if you guys can go on to iTunes and rate us, five stars would be fantastic. We'd really appreciate it. Um, and also, comment, leave comments, and I will get back to you. Another, our other co-hosts aren't here tonight, uh, but they will get back to you when they get back into town. Um, and also, tell your friends about us. Um, and if you guys, if you guys are fans of of our show here, New Normal, or any of the other shows we covered afterwards, We cover a lot of shows here. Um, there is an app for your iPhone right now, um, if you have the iPhone 4 or the new iPhone 5. Uh, it's called Podcasts with an S. And what you basically do is you set up all of your downloads where your shows will automatically download from AfterBuzz. Um, so if you guys are a fan of AJ, you can download The New Normal. You can download Survivor. Uh, your shows can automatically go to your phone, so you can listen to me, to me uh, spew my ignorance <laughs> um, and all my knowledge. Yeah, right. Uh, wherever you are, if you're in the car, if you're on the treadmill – hiking Runyon Canyon if you live here in L.A. Um, so it makes it really easy for you guys and you guys won't miss an episode. Uh, but I want to thank you guys again for, for listening, for tuning in. Um, so no, back to the show though. Um, Nana, gosh, Nana is all over this episode. And I, and I love, love, love uh, the interaction with uh, the guy what's, What was his name I wrote it down The guy She's she staying in the hotel And she meets What's his name
3: Oh the ki- the bar, The guy she met in the bar
2: Fat guy Yeah That's fat guy That's what I call him What <laughs> is his name I thought I
1: wrote it down fat somewhere jerk yeah. Oh Paul Oh Paul <laughs> Paul's name Yeah he is a fat guy So she's staying at this hotel While she's in town wasting all of her money she said uh, all of her money she's taking out her 401k whatever. and it's going into the hotel room um but uh, uh she meets this guy paul in the lobby and he kind of hits on her buys her a drink and she won't let him buy the drinks though he tries to she p- picks up the tab he's like well i'm a gentleman if i don't you know i was raised where i, I, I pay for the meals i pay for the drinks and if you're not gonna let me do that i've got to find a way to pay you back and she's like hmm. she's yeah. a little bit slow coming around at first mm-hmm. he's flirting with her and she has no idea
2: It's weird. In the first, their first interaction, they had this awkward chemistry, but I thought that it worked. Mm -hmm. And then we see later on in the episode that it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But
1: well, they do. I thought they. What did you think as as an actor, like watching these two in the scene? What did you think? Because they, you wouldn't put them together just at first glance.
3: No, at first glance you wouldn't. But that's what I thought made the scene real because Ellen's character obviously hasn't been touched in a while, hasn't experienced any kind of affection or love in a while this man who by society standards we would call overweight and we would uh, No, he was we, fat. Okay, he was. Just fat. No, okay, no, let's just say. It.
0: No, okay,
2: no. okay no. You know, she, Pleasantly she
3: she says it in the episode I might as well say it now but you know his whole approach was the stereotypical okay, you're just a sleaze guy in the hotel lobby, hotel bar trying to pick up your next woman. It was believable then and she she th- there's another episode uh, uh, incidents of her vulnerability, she succumbed to that, mm-hmm. and she wanted that. She really need, She really wants that. Yeah. This K- Ellen character, as stoic and cold as she is, she wants that, but never lets her defenses down. This fat guy allowed her to let her defenses mm-hmm. down, but then it turns.
1: Yeah, it definitely and- turns. But I like how they they kind of delve into it a little bit and and show that because nobody, I don't care. There are very few people in the world who are just yeah. bad people, mm-hmm. period. I believe that everyone everyone has a story, um, and there's a reason why people act the way they do, why they put up the walls they put up, why, why they won't let anyone come closer to them mm-hmm. and, um, emotionally or whatever. Um, and we see that in this episode, and I like that. Mm-hmm.
2: I liked how we got to see Ellen Barkin's character be vul- vulnerable mm-hmm. because she would not be otherwise. She's mm-hmm. a very strong woman, and this is the first time where she's just kind of out of her element.
1: Yeah, and nobody, I'm sorry, to put it bluntly, nobody wants to watch a bitch every week. And she really just is. Up to this point, it's kind of, and she has little moments, but, like, you want to pull for her. Right. You, you've got to write it, her character in a way that makes you kind of like, okay, lets you She's in a little bit, then pushes endearing. you back. Right, right. Yes. Yeah,
3: it, 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 it'll make you come back next yes. week. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like, okay, I equate it to, okay, let's get political for two seconds. I can watch Bill O'Reilly because he has Genuine moments where I actually I don't agree with half of what he says, but he has he's endearing and he's interesting. Yeah. And Coulter, I can't listen to the crazy woman for two seconds because she's just psycho. Mm-hmm. It's kind of let's uh, to put it in those that context. That's kind of what Nana's character is. She's 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 the Bill O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: She kind of is. And I wanted to say too in that bar scene when the fat guy came mm-hmm. to, I just want to say this. Um, it's hard. It. it, it I feel. People sometimes say, well, that guy would never be with that woman or that those two guys, they would never see each other. I can't buy into that. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And but now that I think about it in this episode, who does she end up walking with, walking away with Ellen Barkin's character? Is that societally handsome guy? Yeah. You know, but I want to say that it was as an actor myself and watching them. That was believable to me, yeah, and I think
1: mm-hmm. that I think they kind of went extreme with uh, Paul was his name his character mm-hmm. um for that purpose, to show that, look, this woman is desperate, because then they did a flashback and they showed her husband, who apparently, yes, was gay, yeah, which I, I think that I don't I haven't noticed that in the first four episodes. I, haven't that it, up.
2: but not out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he wasn't even flamboyant.
2: Um, uh, he was he kind of, to, yeah, oh, a the, little bit. Oh, at
1: the dinner, yeah. at the dinner table, okay. yeah. Okay. And she, she was dressed in like some negligee, oh, very negligee.
3: And then when she put her his hand on her breast, and he retracted, uh, he was and like, then "I then need to go to, to the go pet store." Yeah. Well, I didn't get gay from him. I just got afraid, just oh, afraid
1: I, of. I got gay.
3: I got
2: a little, a mixture of both, like gay, but he was afraid to even. Hang out with her. Oh, yeah. Hang I mean, out I'm, with her biblically. Well,
1: yeah. Because, I mean, I, I would be afraid.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess the reason why I didn't think of gay first is because I'm thinking, well, it's Ellen Barkin's character. How would her character ever be with a man that was gay? Because I mean, she's so in tune to who's gay and who's not. This, and, now.
2: Yeah. yeah now I, she is. Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. that's right. And, and, After and that, it
1: starts right. to explain why she's so hateful and so, like, oh, aggressive yeah. against it now. And I'm also,
2: sorry. I apologize.
1: Go
3: on.
2: No, also in... In the 60s, 70s, you know, it was taboo to be out a lot of the time, especially if you were religious, like as a man. So she probably didn't have any idea and she wasn't in tune to it. She had no idea that gay was even a thing because they didn't talk about it.
1: And in all fairness, you have to remember, like, the whole gay rights movement. Uh, really, I mean, it started obviously back in the day, uh, Stonewall back in the seventies, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, but really hasn't, didn't really pick up the pace until the last like ten years or so, yeah. five to ten years even. And like, I came out twelve years ago, and that was hard, and it was such a shock to my entire family and all my friends, except for a couple of people. Um, <laughs> but um, it was such a shock at the time, and it's light years different now. Mm-hmm. Going back to when she was married, that could have been, what, in the 80s or 90s? You never know. Um, And it was even more difficult back then. I I can't even imagine what it would have been like to grow up at that time.
2: I mean, now I feel like it's it's more publicized. Like, we do have these characters on television. We do, um, you know, see people who are out and, like, proud, and we get, you know, I I guess, like, we're not as... um, it's not taboo anymore. Yeah. It's not so foreign exactly, anymore because exactly. so
3: many sports figures and mm-hmm. celebrities and recording artists are coming out being gay. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. Uh, I mean, society is getting bombarded by it. I can see Middle America, like that couple that was in the uh, – the, the pilot. Wall. No, in last oh, week's episode yeah. when they saw them kissing. Two weeks ago. Yep, yeah. At Loman's. You know, that you, w- Middle America's even getting like, oh, my God. Everybody around me is gay. I, you know, wow. You know, I thought I never would have thought. And my football hero, my my mm-hmm. my yeah. John Travolta. Oh no, yeah. you know, it's like
1: <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> we can't not <laughs> confirm or demi- okay. deny that. Yeah. No, but you're absolutely right. You know, hip hop artists are coming out now. Yeah. Frank Ocean coming. Out. I mean, it's such a different world. Such yeah. a different landscape. Are they really now.
3: even gay? Or are they just trying to be
1: popular? Yeah, anymore? I know. I know, right? <laughs> Gets you more Twitter followers now. You know, right. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's silly, <laughs> but it's true. And I
3: have to admit, I totally made him, okay, I'm gay and totally clueless. Like, I'm thinking, no, I don't think he was gay. He's just scared of the woman. It's like, duh, he turns out being gay. I forget later
1: Brian says that, I think, yeah. to her. Yeah. About,
3: you know, you're, you're
1: upset because, you know, your first husband was gay. or yeah. Your husband. Well, in, in the moment, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I'm glad that she, I'm glad she finally had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't imagine. I go a week. I'm struggling. Well, like, and she's got a lifetime. Well, yeah. She
3: doesn't even touch her
1: vagina, you so I guess know it's not any that better. I, I guess mean, it's,
2: it's like I don't know.
1: It is, that's true, though. I mean, if, you, if you've never had one, what what are you missing? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's like growing up, like, I like Amish or something. Who knows? You don't have electricity. You don't know what you're missing. Mm. Well, it's like <laughs> me. I have an Android. I've never used an iPhone, so I only know the interface of the.
3: Do you Android. want to try
2: out my my? I know you're so Do on yours. <laughs> yeah.
3: yours um, I know, right? You'll we'll
2: never want to go back.
1: Trust me, it's true. I was a BlackBerry guy for years, and the day I switched over to iPhone was the best day of my life. Wow. (laughs) Sorry, BlackBerry. No, we also want to take a moment to you guys. uh, Thank you. Um, Thank you for watching us, and thank you for listening to us. We have over 50 shows going on per week here at AfterBuzz. We are busy. Our team here is fantastic. Kathy's even stepping in just to host with me tonight, which I love you for because I was a little nervous because – I, you're great, but the two of us here alone for 45 minutes is a long time. I don't know what I'm doing. Ever in um, MIA.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: but we have a lot of shows going on, you guys, and we want to thank you guys for supporting them. Uh, what was the number we just got recently?
2: We actually had 11 million downloads last week. That's so. insane. It's in a week. Impressive, yeah.
1: Wow. So impressive.
2: Thank you guys so much.
1: So, yes, we want to thank you guys for listening, for watching, and thank the team here at Afterbus for the opportunity to, to do this. It's you guys real... are like Lady Gaga. Right. <laughs> Basically. I'm Lady Gaga. And you are... No, I'm going be Beyonce. You can be Lady Gaga. Okay. I'm so Beyonce. Sasha Fierce. No, that's crazy, Those are crazy
2: numbers. Yeah, and it's all because of the fans. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they support us so much, and we try to do as many shows as we can for you. So, if there is a show that we're not doing, let us know, and we'll try to get it on the roster. Our
1: fans are incredible. Literally, like... I I – that's so funny. I got an email the other day about saying literally too much on the show. <laughs> now I'm aware of it. Um, but our fans are so great at – I do Dallas, and, and uh, I did it in the summertime. and mm-hmm. want to be picking it up again for season two in uh, January. Okay. And we have fans who watched all whatever, 14 original seasons of Dallas plus the, like, the primetime specials, everything else, and then started watching this show again and watching us on After Buzz. And if we were not sure about a fact or we get something a little bit wrong, we get – like long letters from these fans explaining to us the history of the Ewings and the Barnes family. and wow. It's it's incredible. Our fans are unreal. And we have 77 countries I believe. Seventy
2: Yeah, yeah over 70, 75 countries. Over
1: 75 countries around the world. We have viewers and, and listeners. It's insane. Excellent. And we've only been around for a couple of years. Yeah. Well on, the to radi- up.
3: well, on the radio show I work on, we use the word, Jasper always uses the word allegedly. Yeah. So just coin literally like we've coined allegedly and yeah. let that be one of your mantras.
1: I see that Jasper Cole.
3: Jasper Cole, yes. Family? No. Really? That's so wild. I know. It's funny. I'm Ralph Cole Jr. He's Jasper Cole. And the funny thing is, when I met Jasper almost four years ago, and he said, oh, I'm Jasper Cole. And I said, oh, God, that's my cat's name, because I had a cat named Jasper Cole.
1: That is too funny. Jasper's a pretty classic name for a cat, I would say. Yeah? I like, and it
3: was spelled J A S P U R because I'm clever that way. Yeah.
1: <laughs> gotta be a little bit different. Gotta be a little bit different.
0: <laughs>
1: no, so I think I, I think that I'm excited about the show. I have struggled for a couple of weeks with it. I'm not sure exactly what I think of it just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still kind of making my opinions. Um, I'm still a fan of the show, uh, and we've got some news coming up later on about the show that that for those of you who are fans, you'll be excited to hear. Um, but I like I like this episode. I like how it ended. That was probably my favorite part of the entire episode after Francis. And Brian kind of had it out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, then was it that night or was it the next night? I believe David kisses Brian goodnight. He's sitting on the couch on his laptop, uh, puts his computer away, and grabs his phone. Mm-hmm. And Francis kind of laid laid into Brian about mm-hmm. his mommy mommy issues. Um, and he picked up the phone and he called his mom. And Can that's I how yeah. I'd like to
3: redeem myself by knowing I knew he was going to call his mother. I had to redeem myself because yeah. I didn't know the other character was gay.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, did call, you, did,
1: you did call that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think those are the moments I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It lasted for two seconds. hmm But.
2: It was so real. Yes. And I love how, you know, while this is a comedy, it also has a lot of heart.
1: <clears throat> yeah. And I, I the comedy is fun. I love the one-liners. I've used many of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the show is great for one-liners. Mm-hmm. But it's the other stuff, like those moments, those genuine, sincere moments that make viewers latch on to the characters. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want a little bit more of. Um, Ryan Murphy has has a tendency to be a bit over the top and in your face, um, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the reason that Glee, for me, is such a great film is the way that... Kurt Kurt's character on started off as flamboyantly gay. But when he got into a relationship with his father and they started to get into those issues, mm-hmm. that's when I really started to love the show. Same thing with this show. Like, I really want to know Brian. I want to know why Brian is such, such a bitch mm-hmm. because he kind of is. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of friends like him, mm-hmm. a lot of friends like him, mm-hmm. especially living out here in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason. There's a reason he acts that way mm-hmm. and that he's so, like – Barney's is his salvation. Well,
3: now talking about predictions for the show, maybe now we will be able to find out yeah. what has happened and maybe when they reveal Brian's mother yes. that will be an interesting dynamic right. and what we were speaking about before AJ in terms of the real characters we liked Shania's mm. character
1: Shania's great as yeah.
3: as very real she's the nine year old girl living her life but the nine year old girl who is aware mm-hmm. and hears all these horrible things that her great her grandmother her spews mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. Um, you know like in the pilot episodes like I'm unfriending you. You're a racist. You
1: know. So she's very on top of like, things. I think the interesting thing about Shania is that she, it, they are doing a great jo- job of showing that hate and ignorance and all these things are learned mm-hmm. and with Shania's character she's the only one in on the show that I absolutely adore Goldie I, I like Goldie too but Shania I adore her mm-hmm. and because they talked about it a little bit in the last episode with the uh, Obama Mama episode mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the they had the, the voting at mm-hmm. her school mm-hmm. um, she took the time to figure out why she felt the way she felt about the two candidates mm-hmm. and As much as I like to think that I'm always right, I'm a Democrat and I support my Democrats and whatever – and I'm Republicans are so narrow-minded. I can be that the same way. Mm-hmm. And Brian and David, they they showed that last episode. Like mm-hmm. we have black friends. No,
2: you don't. Yeah, right. Shania is mm-hmm. one of the most mature people on the show. Yeah. Right. Right. She is. Exactly. And,
1: and it's interesting because the, it's so true. Though the older you get, the more clouded your judgment gets. Mm-hmm. Because we get lost in all this red state, blue state, conservative, liberal, all this stuff going on. And that's what all the adults on the show are doing. While Shania is sitting back and just making fair a fair assessment of everything. But Exactly. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that about her. Yeah, But, I'm, Think- I'm, yeah, before we go into predictions, though, for the next, uh, next week's show, though, um, which we are going to do, I'd like to talk to you a little bit. Okay. All right. First of all, thank you again for being here. I'm very Your happy fun. to be here. Thank, thank you, you for the shirt. It's such a happy shirt. Okay. It's perfect for the show. Look how colorful. <laughs> that look. Yay. Look at that. <laughs> Fantastic. So, you've got some projects coming up. There's so, a lot of stuff you've been working on. You're a busy guy.
3: Yeah, I have been very busy. I'm a working actor, so yes. I'm always grateful when that is happening. Yes. I <clears throat> Most recently now, I'm in a short film mm-hmm. called Dirty Talk that is written by Jeff Sumner and stars Jeff, along with Jason Bogue, Claude Knowlton, mm-hmm. and myself, and it's a fun 12-minute romp about a man discussing his sexual adventure he had with a guy uh-huh. who wanted him to talk dirty, and... He was just unable to He's telling his friends this He's telling his friend this at the restaurant mm-hmm. And I play the sassy waiter
1: And we actually have a clip from this, oh. this film, correct? Oh, great, yeah. Thank do, you, you. do you know the clip that we have? Yeah, this would be
3: our trailer for, okay. It's about a one minute trailer for okay. Dirty Talk And you'll see various scenes in the restaurant And in the club where the uh, movie takes place
1: Cool, do we have the trailer ready? I don't really consider myself to be sassy Oh, here it is <laughs> Tell me about this crazy sexual adventure.
0: Wait, I, I don't even know you.
3: Well, oh, get to know me, old bald guy. It turns out he likes bald guys in the early mid-40s. Things started to take a turn. What kind of a turn? What to say, I'm surprised you were doing so well with
1: Wiener and Hoo Hoo. <laughs> I love it. You're a little steam stealer. You were, t- were trying to explain it to me earlier. Your facial expressions are priceless.
3: Thank you, AJ. That's that, adorable. That was the example yeah. I was saying. I've learned with myself don't talk Ralph mm-hmm. and it less is so much more so. it
1: really is and that is so relevant to the show too like some of these characters like the moments where they're not saying anything uh, Nana's character or tonight Brian's character at the very end he just sits there with a tear in his eye those are the moments that are so fantastic and Nana
3: had that one vulnerable moment that we both <clears throat> caught when she walks into the room yeah. and it was just a split second mm-hmm. but it was there and that's what you like mm-hmm. you like seeing those things in the background or something you've never yeah. noticed before I don't like
1: to be hit over the head with things mm-hmm. I like to figure it out myself right I feel like well, I'm, I'm smart enough. Oh, right.
3: thank you guys for showing that. I appreciate oh no, that's, yeah. no,
1: that's totally cool. I'm going to check that website out when I get home. But to watch. anyway,
3: that dirty talk film. Now we're in six festivals. We just opened in oh, wow. Palm in the Cinema Diverse Film Festival, the International Gay and Lesbian Film Festival in Palm Springs last weekend. Fantastic. And we're this weekend. We're going to Atlanta. Then we'll be in Sacramento, Tampa, and we just got accepted into the Long Island Gay and Lesbian Film Festival. Good for so you. the film is going.
1: About- Thank you. You're awesome. I I also hear you're an NAACP award winner. Explain that. that, Oh, in my bio, yeah. Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, I did read your bio. I've got it in front of me actually right now just in
3: case (laughs) NAACP for anyone that doesn't know is it's an acronym for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And I'm so proud of this award. I like to refer to myself as Negro, and I've been ousted by my black friends for saying that, because I'm not black. My skin is a beautiful brown, as you can see. <laughs> as okay. you can see. But anyway, in 1996, I performed at Pasadena Playhouse in a rousing musical written by Larry Hart called Sisterella and it was produced by the late, great Michael Jackson mm. and Robert De Niro. I had a stellar role playing the Fairy Godfather. It's a black version of Cinderella, mm-hmm. and we played at Pasadena a playhouse, I won two awards there then we took the show to Germany and played there for five and a half months we were very well accepted there and as a result I was nominated for this award, the uh, theater award and gratefully I won so I was very proud of that and Um, there was an award that the Pasadena Playhouse gives out called the FRED Award. FRED is an acronym for Friends Recognizing Entertaining Drama. Mm -hmm. And my co-star, who is the star of the show, Yvette Cassan, won. The production won, Sisterella, and I won. Big night. Yeah, it
1: was a trifecta for the three of us. So it was very exciting. You've been a successful working actor for quite a few years.
3: Yeah, I mean, it goes off and on, but I'm always doing something. And if it's not on camera, it is behind the scenes or doing interviews views, so I just like to keep working, and the more you work, the more you get. You yeah.
1: got quite a few credits to your name. You've appeared on Scrubs, Desperate Housewives, I mean, two of my favorite shows, actually. I <laughs> love, love, love Scrubs.
3: Right, because when we were watching Go On before, I was mm-hmm. saying, oh, God, Matthew and I got to work together. Yeah. I did w- worked with him on Scrubs, and I worked with Marsha Cross on Desperate Housewives. Wow. It wasn't about her orgasm, though. <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> couldn't no. give us insight to that? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> that was too funny. She was actually pregnant um, when I shot the scene with her, Yeah, but um, yeah, she She was so lovely to work with, and Mark Cherry was wonderful to work with, Mm -hmm. so I was very happy to be a part of that. And I've worked with Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men, and I've gone on to work on Cold Case, so I have been on fun comedies and one-hour dramas,
1: too. It sounds like your your, your body of work is pretty diverse.
3: It is. I'm uh, always—I'm a character actor. Mm -hmm. I— play flamboyant, mm-hmm. I play fun, and I also play in drag. Mm-hmm. And when I worked with Marsha, I was in drag opposite her. Mm-hmm. So I, like Dustin Hoffman did in Tootsie, yeah. I have widened my
1: spectrum. Or of, Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire, oh, exactly. one of the greatest films of all time. Exactly.
3: <laughs> and I've opened up my playing field of jobs that I can get. I'm not afraid to do it. Yeah. I wasn't afraid of being pigeonholed. Other actors that didn't want to do it were afraid of being stereotyped. I,
2: I realized... I am who I am. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you're comfortable in your booking work, so go for it.
3: We Exa- need
2: a, a campaign to get you on the new normal. Oh,
3: great. Yeah, <laughs> right, that's, that's right. That right. If you're listening, okay. Because, you know, I, I'm sure I could be a friend of Nini at some point,
1: you know. Well, or it's, some- it's interesting. We saw Nini's brother uh, last episode. Mm-hmm. Nini, uh, in a recent interview, called uh, Ryan Murphy her uh, fairy godfather. Oh, Right, so there you that go, little, it, yeah. yeah,
3: so that's fun. Or I, I'm very appropriate for a Glee too because I sing as well. There it is. You know, so you know, you're multi talented. I, I like to think of myself as
1: that. <laughs> so. Where, where, can our fans find you? Uh, uh, well, I'm on live. The, I'm on the Twitter, uh-huh.
3: um, which is Ralph Cole Jr. Okay. and live. I'm actually going to be appearing this Saturday mm-hmm. at Acme Comedy Club on okay. La Brea. It's called the Hollywood Dream Role Show, where I will get to create my dream role and work with the Acme Improv players. Oh that's exciting. Oh, it's really exciting. The tickets are only ten dollars and you can purchase them at HollywoodDreamroll.com or you can buy them at the door. And that's this Saturday. That's this Saturday. The doors open at ten PM and the show starts promptly at ten thirty. It's at one thirty five Brea.
1: That's fantastic. It's always fun to do like n- new interesting stuff like that in LA and, and ten bucks. I mean. Oh yeah.
3: yeah, and ten dollars is a great price. Mm-hmm. It's you know I do a lot of eclectic things Yeah, I do like to keep busy. And the more you work, the more people you know. Mm -hmm. And then the more people you know, you're more likely to go, hey, oh, you know what, Ralph could do that. What about calling him in? And I like to do that and put myself out there and just keep working. A lot of it is scary. I worked, you know, two years ago, I did a play called Dementia Mm -hmm. with the Latino Theater Company Mm -hmm. at Los Angeles Theater Company downtown.
1: He does accents as well, apparently. That was great.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Gracias. But uh, (laughs) when I auditioned for that show, I... I went because my manager sent me, and mm. it was an audition. And I prepared the songs for them, and I sang one in Spanish. And I, I speak a little Spanish, but I learned a song in Spanish and sang for them. They offered me this role, and I even questioned at the time. I said, you guys, isn't there going to be a real Latino you could hire to do this? And they were like, we want you. I had no idea that I would be singing 14 songs in the show. That's crazy. And, cause Wait, th-
1: in Spanish? Half were in
3: Spanish, half were in English. Wow. So at the audition, for the audition, I prepared one song from the show, and it was in English. And then when they said, okay, well, you know, there are going to be 14 songs. And I was like, okay, you guys, I'm really good, but usually I just sing, you know, like, I have a solo here and there. But, you know, 14 <laughs> songs, and I'm singing this as La Lupe? <laughs> oh, okay. Why not? Okay, why not? Por que no? So I was freaked out, but... As they said in this episode tonight, no, you need fear in your life. Oh, yeah. And that fear surpassed me as a performer because I still get nervous for every thing. I was nervous for tonight, but mm-hmm. now the, you guys have made it so I know. Far.
1: I'm just going to take my headset off and walk out now. Like, Look at him. He's tying, he's tying his past experiences into this, tonight's episode. You should be hosting this show. I don't need me anymore. But...
3: No, we definitely need you. But the thing is I, I like to work, and mm-hmm. that – Project really did a lot for me. And they, I was very nervous because it was going to be a big Latino audience mm-hmm. coming to see the show. Yeah. And I wanted to do right by everybody. And I was so proud when I came out from the stage door and people thought I was Cuban. Mm-hmm. And when I was talking to them after the show, and they said, go, where's your accent? I said, oh, oh, I'm American. They're like, really? And then the thing that was so funny, I was in drag and the entire show, women, it's so funny how our society is women had no problem just touching my chest to see if it was real or not. Mm -hmm. And it was like, and I didn't mind, but it was like, oh, okay. You know, that's something that...
2: It's like pregnant women with uh, bellies. Uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: You just think that you can just touch them because they're pregnant. Because they're
3: pregnant. You know, at least ask first. No, but it was totally fine. But that was a big career advancement. And my manager, uh, Jasper Cole, who's also my manager, was very supportive and said, Ralph go out there and do this and he brought he he gave me a very important lesson everyone thinks your fears But you need to renew that fierceness because Mm -hmm. you haven't been that fierce on stage since Sisterella, where I got a lot of notoriety. And Mm -hmm. he was so right about that because Sisterella was in 96. Mm -hmm. So a lot of time, and I can live off that forever, Mm -hmm. which I plan to, Mm -hmm. but it's like, yeah, we need to make it current again. Yeah. So a lot of people came to support me for
1: that and it was very successful. Well, that's how this, uh, not just this industry, but I think the universe in general works that way. You have to put yourself out there and do the things that scare you the most in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that's a life lesson we could all take.
3: Well, yeah, and I've done stand-up comedy, and I did stand-up comedy for a year in New York City, and I was very successful at times, and there were times when I was standing on stage with no laughter. Crickets. And it was like, and in that moment, I'm thinking, okay, one, never use that joke again, and two, how am I going to get out of this? But I survived it, and and I've done comedy improv also, Mm -hmm. and comedy improv, whether you're a performer or not, prepares you... For everything in life Because you have to be quick on your feet And mm-hmm. ju- I mean what we're doing now is improv yeah. I don't know what's com- what mm-hmm. we're going to say And you yeah. just have to be quick on your feet to I'm do it I'm taking another
1: improv class next month Actually, okay. I haven't taken one in 10 years mm. yeah. Isn't that terrible?
2: <laughs> There's a yeah. lot to do
1: AJ in life yeah. There is a lot to do have a, We have a couple more things to do before we wrap up the show okay. I think we should go into uh, we, I have a little bit of news and gossip Which I'm going to talk about just quickly
0: After Buzz, TV News
1: it's not really news and gossip. We kind of touched on it earlier. But uh, the New Normal did get picked up for a full first season run, uh, which is exciting for them. Yeah. Uh, they got picked up as well as their lead-in, Go On, uh, starring uh, Matthew Perry. Oh, great. Who you, you said oh, you worked great. with. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we've got a full season of New Normal coming up, which makes me happy because I like the show. I don't love it yet. I love the pilot. I, I if love it, can, it. If it can get back to that level of the pilot... The pilot is one of the funniest standalone episodes I've ever seen in mm. a com- comedic uh, or a sitcom in mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, if it can get back to that level, figure out... There's, they've got to find a fine balance between the overtly like homophobic and racist comments... And and like the, the more subtle, like it doesn't need to be so subtle that people don't pick up on it, but it can't be so in your face that it's just like, whoa, whoa I can't deal with it. There. They got to find a blend.
2: I want to believe that they've just been kind of working on building their characters and making us emotionally attached to them, and now they're going to get back into you know the comedy aspect.
1: I hope. Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't feel that much like a comedy the last couple episodes. It's a lot of like big issues mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, eh, let's not try to solve world peace right now. It's a sitcom, you know. Let's mm-hmm. just let it be what it is. Is, and I think people will come around. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed, they've got a full season ahead of them. And they can figure that out. Well, um, and I know you like prediction. Mm-hmm. I know you like um, to know what's
3: coming. Up yeah, let's or,
1: predict. Oh, let's go oh, into. We have. Well, we have. Well, we have a sound effect for that one too. There we go. And watch. Ready? And Are the now, lights going to go off. You're after. Oh, oh. look at that.
2: TV. <laughs>
1: It's our prediction segment.
2: Ralph's jumping ahead of you.
1: No, go for it, Ralph. I'll get, again, I'm going to take my headset off and walk out of the studio. No, what do you got? What do you got? Let's predict. Well, when I host After
2: Buzz, <laughs> what I always like to do, Kathy,
3: yeah. is, well, now, I don't really have a prediction. I have um, a hope. Because yeah. now, for example, that NeNe wasn't on this episode, and we like NeNe, and they've introduced Jackie Hoffman. A prediction can be: Will we see Nene and Jackie Hoffman's character? That would be fun, you know, because we we see how Nene is, and now we've seen Jackie Hoffman. And as sitcoms do, what will it be in that situation? So that's something to look forward to.
1: I love that they brought her character on the show. I'm glad you brought that up because it reminded me of watching um, uh, Meet the Parents. Meet the Fockers, mm-hmm. that, that oh, whole series. Oh, right, still, right. Yeah. And it kind of – there's like the crazy liberal parents mm-hmm. and the cr- like really conservative ones. I like how they're kind of blending them together now. Um, I think it's really interesting that last week they brought on Nini's brother mm-hmm. who was a little more conservative. Mm-hmm. He votes Republican and he was a little bit kind of like taken aback when he found out that Goldie was pregnant. Um, so that's kind of interesting. The, uh, they're trying to – there's a lot of stereotypes but a lot of characters who are completely against stereotypes mm-hmm. too. Oh. I mean – a black Republican. I mean, mm-hmm. he's the only one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, it's really interesting. That I can't wait to see how they all start to interact now. As
3: Ellen said that night, yeah, I've heard about this, yeah. but I've never really yes.
1: seen one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like gay Republicans, the log cabin Republicans. I'm like, I know a couple, <laughs> but I've never, I don't know, I think yeah. I actually know one in real life. I feel uh, like
2: we were, we were left with a cliffhanger, though, this... Episode where I really want to see Brian's mom yeah. and see how she plays into all of this. Do
1: we, do we do we know any like scoop on this? Do we know who's playing his mom? We probably don't. They probably haven't cast yet. Yeah, they're probably going to start. Well,
3: that's a nice hook. And now that they've gotten picked up, it's going to make you, Kathy, tune in again
1: to go. Well, who's Brian's yeah. mother? Oh, that'll be a you fun know? one. I, I'm curious to see. I feel like his mom would probably probably be very similar to Nana's character, Ellen Barkin's character. Probably a little more conservative and not mm-hmm. so, like, proud of her gay son, yeah. mm-hmm. who's a little more effeminate and mm-hmm. likes to shop at Barney's. Yeah, I, my, my prediction is simply that they, these characters are going to keep intertwining, and I can't wait to see I hope I, My prediction is also that we'll see more Nini. because I think she's hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's really surprised me. And she also said that she might not be doing uh, the uh, Royal Housewives franchise for, for after the season. So maybe that means oh, they've got more Nini planned for her at a new normal. Well,
3: well like as you talk about with the one liners in yeah. the pilot episode, I love when Nene's first entrance comes in and she goes, I like the new shoes that you bought me. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> oh, so she has no, the watch too. You, yep. can, you can reach the bananas at the top of the tree now. <laughs>
1: It's too funny, well, you guys. I want to thank you again, Ralph. Uh, thank for being you. Being here. Uh, where again? Just remind our fans where they can find you on on Twitter. On Twitter, it's
3: Ralph Cole Jr. R A L P H C O L E J R. Thank you, A J. Thank you. That's a pleasure.
2: And yeah. Kathy,
1: what is your what is your Twitter handle? You
2: can find me on Twitter at Catherine Kelly. C A T H E R I N E, and then Kelly is K E L L E Y.
1: And you guys can find me on Twitter at underscore A J Gibson. My website is ajgibson.tv. I want to thank you guys for stopping by. My co host will be back next week. Until then.